double feds, sick leave, and VA meds on today's Bubble. Welcome to today's Fena Battle, where we take your uh, questions and we talk about the federal employee benefits and how they work in retirement um, and make them understandable for humans in less than 20 minutes. Yep. And we take your questions from the FedNobabble.com website or from the workshops that I do. And we answer them here to try to clear up all the confusion because I cannot believe how much confusion there is of federal employees about their benefits. It's it's amazing. Sometimes, Cassie, no joke. Okay, obviously this hasn't happened because lately we've been doing webinars because we can't get together in real life. But there right. have been plenty of times where after the workshop is over, I have people come up and give me a big hug and say, thank you so much. <laughs> I mean, it's, that is it's, awesome. It is. It's a big love fest after that because they say, I have no idea that, wow, they're amazed at it. Anyways, all right, let's jump into the first question. Question okay. number one. Oh, I did it again. Look at that. Got question number one. All right. What if, what I, if I retire from the federal government? Can I get another federal job and still get my retirement? So How it many sounds times like... Yeah, it sounds like they want to retire and then unretire and still get the pension. Yeah. So that's just not possible. (laughs) I think they closed that and a paycheck, right? Like, (laughs) it's not really how that works. But um, so you can't collect both. And there are a number of different ways of like leaving one federal job or position, how that transition can happen, right? It depends on the length of time. Are, did you submit your retirement paperwork? And then are you going to get to another agency or just, you know, like right away? Like, how does that, what, what is the thinking behind this? Right. Right. Um, because are you, are you, or are you separating from service, retiring and then moving somewhere else and hoping to get another federal job, right? So essentially though, they're not going to be able to collect both either way. Um, But you don't want to submit your retirement paperwork and then just transition into another federal job because that's not, it's just going to create a lot of stuff there that's unnecessary. You know, I've heard of people (laughs) leaving and then they get a call six months later saying, We've got to have you come back at least part time. Can you do that? And they're like, okay, I'm getting bored. <laughs> I got to mm-hmm. do something. I might as well go help and do what I know and get paid for it. What do you, is that possible? Do you think? It's definitely possible. Right. But they're not going to receive their pension. Right. And not at the same time. Their paycheck. No. Um, they, the government will, will realize that there's um, now working again and they will essentially suspend um, the pension. I mean, and there's, there's different factors here that can come into play too, but 
essentially their their pension gets suspended and then they just receive their paycheck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And um, you really got to be but careful. They're going to be employed too. Yeah. Right. Because if they're going to be employed, then your whole pension gets recalculated. It's just this big, big mess. Okay. It's a reemployed annuitants. Um, there's a lot of different factors and information and, and different situations and exceptions that happen all the time. Yeah. Right. So you really have to um, make sure that you're talking with somebody um, who, who understands federal benefits and how that's going to affect your specific situation. Um, good, good place to do that is the a financial advisor who understands federal benefits. Right. Yeah. So that way they can tell you whether it's even financially worth it. Yeah. Right. That's right. Because like, if someone goes to, if someone goes to Go HR ahead. and says, oh, should I do this or can I do this? They may give factual information that yes, you can. Should you do it is a completely different question. Whether it's yep. financially better, whether it's mentally better, psychologically better. I mean, <laughs> you know, <clears throat> for your family, is it even better? I mean, basically, mm-hmm. if you're going to work with a financial advisor, financial planner, they're going to tell you on the, they're actually, a lot of times what I've seen is they say, financially, can you do it? Yes. Is it, you know, they may say it, it it's about the same. It doesn't matter whether you do or don't. But then they start asking you questions like, how does your family feel about this? You know, they obviously can't right. give advice on the family front, but then they've done this so often that they can ask questions that they know that they have seen other clients go through before where they had really tough times say, have you ever thought of this? Have you ever, were you ever thinking about moving? I remember you said you were thinking about moving somewhere. Is that even possible? And, and bring up all these things that they may not have thought of uh, in the first place. Exactly. I actually had a, a friend do this. It wasn't directly with the federal government though. So he mm. retired from government service and then he went back and worked um, with the contractors for a little while. Gotcha. Yeah. Right. That, that and he only did it for a little bit because then the whole point of retirement is to do things that you can't do otherwise. Right. right. And to spend time with your spouse and everything else. And his spouse was like, hold the phone. Right. You're not going to be mom for six months. No, that's not what I had planned for us. Right. Right. Yep. I remember. So. I remember one guy, I, so we, I, I said, what do you want to do in retirement? And, and it was a, it was a guy and he brought his wife, his non-federal wife with him. I said, what do you want to do in retirement? And he said, oh, I want to do this and this and this. And she looks at him and said, and when were you going to tell me that? <laughs> in front of the whole class. It was great. <laughs> and we played off yeah. that the whole time. It was great. Right. Yeah. You definitely have to sit down uh, not only, you know, make sure that it makes financial sense to even get back into federal service, but you might want to talk to your spouse. It's probably the best Maybe. advice we could give. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Question number two. Oh, Does sick leave have any bearing on retirement? Now, I put this question in because we know that the answer is yes, it does. But I, this is, this is really interesting. Um, I would say about a third of the time in my workshops, I will talk about how sick leave gets, uh, you know, is factored into retirement. 
And then I get to the end of talking about pensions. And then the question comes up and says, so what does sick leave have to do with this? And every time I think I just said it, <laughs> just, but it must be in a way that just goes whew, right over the heads or something. I, I don't know what it is, but you Cassie, it. you talk about that. You, you talk about what does sick that. leave do? All right. Sick leave automatically adds to your years and months of service in your pension calculation. Right. Right. So they, they use the um, 2087 sick leave chart. You can Google that if you really want to and find out exactly how much sick leave can add to your um, years and months of service. Right. But essentially, if you get 2087 hours, you can add a whole year to that pension calculation. Right. Okay. Now, that may now, just be if you work 30 years, that's just one thirtieth more. So may some people may say, well, that's not worth the money. Yeah. Right. But they have to remember that that's money, extra money for uh, for the rest of their lives compounded on top with cola again and again and again that's right not only that but um i don't think people realize uh, that it can you know if you're like oh well i've only got 29 years of service or or what have you and and it doesn't stop at 2087 either right right let, right. Me, let me back up there it doesn't stop at that that's not some magic number that, oh, I've got a year and that's all the sick leave I can earn. Right. Okay. This is something that you can continually unlimited uh, build up and, and add to that pension amount. So um, I want to do one, one word of caution, though. For FERS employees, if you've reached age uh, 62 with 20 years of service, then they get that 10% bump, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Uh, that extra, they get that 1.1 percentage factor rather than the 1.0. So if you have 19 years of service and you'll be 62 and you have, you know, 2,100 hours of sick leave, your 2,100 hours cannot bump you into that 20 year mark to get that extra 10%. You have to have actually 20 years in service, right? It will obviously increase the amount that you can um, add to your pension later. So you might have to wait till 63 to retire to, to get that 20 years of service, but then you have obviously will have more, uh, you know, 21 years and plus with that sick leave added. So that could, that could be a big difference. Um, cause then not only are you making sure that you get that extra 10% in your pension, but it's an extra year with that 10% in your pension too, plus your high three is increased. And so there's a lot of different factors, um, that we need to think about here as well, but when it save, 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 cause that can really help in your retirement. Right. Unless you're mentally, you just can't handle it anymore. And you've got to, you can't retire until such and such day. But you need to take as many days as you can away because it's just not working for you. Okay. <laughs> you know, there's there's always the financial and mental aspects of this. Yes, but not all agencies will allow you to use that much sick leave either. Right, right. Right. So you got to no, be careful. Yeah. 
it, it's, it's per agency basis. Yep, Talk with the exactly HR department it. and see if you're trying to use that yeah. sick leave there. But, you know, again, um, go to the Google the chart or talk to a, one of our trusted advisors or or if you have a financial advisor who's who's versed in the federal benefits and obviously talk to them and and find out how much of a different difference it makes to your pension yeah. and if it's worth it for you to continue excuse me continue saving or um, use it before you go so yep it's good to look at two sets of numbers if you use it how much do you get if you don't use it how much do you get? And what is that? What is the difference 20 years from now, 20 years from retirement? Mm. What does that look like? It's always good to kind of project out as well. And then you look at that and say, oh, maybe I ought to reconsider. Happens all the time. Right. And our report does that. Um, you know, when people submit their information and, and we're providing that report to them, we're not just giving them that that snapshot of what's going to happen now. We're projecting out what does it look like in the future. So, so that way they can make sure that they're planning properly. Great. All right. Question number three. If the VA covers 100% of my medical, do I still have to enroll and pay into Medicare? I get this question all the time. What do you think, Cassie? Well, I was going to ask you how you answer that one, Kevin. Okay. So this is what I've seen. Um, this is a difficult one to answer because if the VA covers 100% of my medical, that, so I, I see that happen. I, here's, here's what I hear from federal employees. My mom or my dad was, they were in the service and they didn't get everything taken care of by the VA. They had 100% medical coverage because they were 70% service disabled. So every, you know, everything was taken care of for them. But we lived in a, in an area where the VA didn't cover it very well. And so they didn't get the care that they wanted. Or, I mean, and, and I've, or we tried to get in, we tried to get service and, we couldn't get service for them. The VA was backed up six months and we needed it now. So I always, I, I don't know a great answer to this question except for it's possible to live in a place that doesn't take VA very well. I mean, I know if you're so far away from a VA facility that mm. you, they will pay for your regular care. But I have even heard that that kind of gets sketchy sometimes. Um, and, and sometimes it takes a long time to get care. And so I would just see where you live, figure out what kind of care you think you might need and what are the probabilities of getting the care when you need it. Because if you don't, then maybe getting into Medicare and keeping obviously your TRICARE and keeping Medicare Part B, you have to do Medicare Part B period if you do TRICARE. Um, and maybe putting FEHB on suspend, doing all those things can make sure that you're going to get covered no matter what happens. And I hate that that happens to our veterans who have sacrificed so much. And and now we, the government doesn't take care of them like they say they would sometimes. Um, and that's not VAs. And this is kind of funny as well. I get people coming into our class saying, well, are you kidding? Well, the government will just shaft you every turn you go right and i think you are the government 
You, but but I get it. You're not the ones who make the policies and the decisions. You're the ones who just carry it out. And we're so thankful for people like you who carry it out. And it, it's 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 a much bigger of a deal when it comes to policy. It's just not people. It's the politics and everything behind that. So not a great answer, right. unfortunately. Yeah, you know, so there's a lot, I think, that essentially this boils down to the health planning aspect mm-hmm. of your retirement benefits, right? What is VA actually covering for you? Is that going to be enough coverage? Um, What other coverage do you have besides the VA? Do you have FEHB? Do you have TRICARE? Right? Obviously, you know, if you have TRICARE, then you have to enroll in Medicare Parts A and B. Um, And if you're an FEHB, then you should enroll in Medicare Medicare Parts A and B. Um, And there's certain FEHB uh, uh, plans that can help with the Medicare costs, or at least reimburse you for those. Right. Um, you know, and so there's different factors here that you really need to think about when it comes to that coverage. Okay. And that's why it's strongly important to talk with somebody who's going to help you plan for that, because you also don't want to be stuck with some outrageous medical bill that maybe VA only covers a portion of. What about hospital coverage? You know, do, mm-hmm. are they covering that? Um, is that something that's important to you? What about long-term you know? care? Exactly. Exactly. And so there's all of these different factors that need to be addressed. And this is a very uncomfortable conversation. And I think it's one of the most uh, difficult conversations to have with federal employees because they automatically think I have this coverage, I have that coverage and I'm solid and that's good. And they don't really think that there are different strategies to make sure that they're not paying for more coverage that they need, but they're also um, in the right programs that they need to have right. to make sure that they have the coverage that they need. Cause they don't want to be under uh, covered either when it comes to, to medical coverage. And so um, and of course, who doesn't want to pay the least amount that they can for the coverage that, that they need? Mm-hmm. Because healthcare costs are, are on the rise significantly. Yep. I mean, it's average, you know, four and a half percent over 10 years right now. You've got to financially plan for that increase on top of any catastrophic um, situations that can happen, right? So I really just think that this boils down to talk with your financial advisor. If you don't have one, let us know. Let us get you in touch with a financial advisor who understands federal benefits. Because this is simply an uncomfortable conversation that they're used to having um, because this is one piece of the puzzle that is so huge that a lot of people miss, right? If your financial advisor isn't talking with you about that, get a new one, Yeah. (laughs) okay? Because it's important. And not that I'm trying to tell them what to do, but simply I want people to have the awareness that they need to do the due diligence to make sure that their solid, uh, their retirement plan is solid, right? That they're set up for financial success. And the biggest, I would say two of the biggest things that people don't take into consideration when we're doing retirement planning is healthcare and taxes. Yep. Those get so often and they just simply, there isn't, 
enough awareness and enough information out there for people to do their own planning and for them to really understand how it all works together. You know, you mentioned a number of plans. You mentioned a financial plan. You mentioned a healthcare plan. You mentioned a <laughs> tax plan. You mentioned uh, there was another plan. Oh, um, there's a mental plan, right? Uh, uh, a plan to make sure that everything goes well with your spouse plan. I mean, there are oh, well. so many things to be thinking of rather than what's the government give me. The, the questions should go far, far beyond that. So if you would like to talk to one of the uh, advisors in our trusted network, go to fednobabble.com and we will make sure that you will get a report that Cassie will create right there. Smiling That's Cassie, right. she will create it <laughs> and it will show you your financial options there and everything that you should be looking at. So important to get that. So again, fednobabble.com, you can sign up for it there. It's free, no cost, no obligation, nothing like that. We just want federal employees to understand their benefits. What was that? That's right. That's right. No pitch. Um, yep. No sales pitch for financial advisors either. They simply right. want to have you understand exactly what you have now so they can help you if you need it to plan for that future. And at least if they're not going to help you plan for the future, at least give you the the different um, pitfalls that you that you could that could happen, right? Here's what we're not planning for. So that way you have some thinking, some thinking to do and, uh, you know, can create um, that plan. So either way, um, super helpful to have that information because it really lays out what your future looks like because you've got to, you've got to do something. So um, let's set you up for financial success. Also, please like, subscribe, share, um, you know, get the, get the information out. So that way, People can um, can also, you know, give us feedback and <laughs> let us know how we're doing. Um, we want to be able that we want to be able to make sure that federal employees um, have the information that they need and and answers to questions. Um, so also submit your questions at badnobabble.com too. And if we use them, obviously we'll we'll give you a t-shirt or something. So great. Thanks for right. coming. Thanks. Take care.